Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, co-host Justin Virgin Bat Evangelista. You already know what time it is, boys. Let's get it going. We are in the process. And Dave Burles, Berlin. Welcome to the best hour That's of your day, oh everybody. Oh my gosh, that is that. Talk Shoot, about a catchphrase. He just caught fire with that one. Shoot, oh, yeah. uh, fellas, I'm excited. This show, fantastic. We have got driving and crying. What a career these fellas have had. I mean these yes! these guys Oof. have been on Letterman. These guys have toured with the Who. They've done it all in 34 years as a band. I will be talking to Tim Nilsson a little bit later on the show. Very exciting. Sweet. Uh, But before we get to all that, I need to talk about one of next week's guests. Yes. Word. Yes. Uh, Claude, Fly Till I Die. True. True. Yes. Play it. Play it. Play it. This guy, he is redlining on the NBA. That's a fact. You know? I mean, I I get it if some of our listeners just aren't that enthralled by the NBA. Sometimes I'm not. Word. Usually I am. But every now and then I'm like, meh. Like, you know, if like the, the Pistons are playing the Magic, I'm like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> not really interested. Nope. Claude, though? No way. That guy loves it. He's all over that game. Yes! I, I screenshotted his text to you fellas the other day. His mm-hmm. text literally said, are you not about to explode because of the NBA trade, de- trade deadline? Like 17 question marks. Wait, what? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty interested. I don't know if I'm about to explode. Hmm. I would have rated my interested slash excited rating about 5 out of 10. That's where I'd go on mm, it. Yeah. Where I, I feel like with the with the season being so long, you know, there's like that like twenty ish, thirty ish game mark where like it doesn't yeah. really matter and you don't really care yet. Like players, you're like excited to watch LeBron play on a Wednesday yeah. night, but he's sitting yeah. out. You know, or this say this superstar's out, that superstar. But Claude's like, oh, this superstar's out. Oh, this guy on the bench is from blah blah blah. He did this, this, yeah. And this. Like, can't wait to see yeah. him play. And then, uh, then after he told me that, after he asked like how excited I was, I, I was like, uh, "Well, you're not coming on this week, but the week after that, February 20th, you're coming on to the ga- uh, the show. Sweet. You can talk about the All Star uh, game. You can talk about trade deadline. You can give predictions." And he was like, "Dude, I don't know if I can wait till then." And I was like, "Jeez, <laughs> you got to talk about it that bad?" So I decided. 
I was like, all right, I'll release a little bit of his NBA tension here. Because like a week before this, I'd ask him what he thought of the unicorn trade, you know? Uh, when Porzingis got mm-hmm. traded, and he responded yeah. with like a 15-page long response filled with the nuances of the trade, how it could possibly work with each team, and then graded each team. Gave him a gave him a no, grade. You asked him. You asked him. Wow. And I, you know, I, I, I did ask, but you know, I was expecting more along the lines of like Luca and the unicorn. That'll be crazy. Say what? You know, like I was expecting that, but instead, fifteen pages. So I, I did the same thing this time. I was like, "What do you, what do you think about the Mark Gasol trade?" Hmm. And he was like, "Oh, oh no, 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 no! I'm not just gonna start spewing off NBA stuff. You've got to wait till I come on the show again." Wait, what? And I was like, "Oh, I was man. like, man." Claude is really super amped about the NBA. He lives for the NBA. I think if you were like, hey, we'll let you live in a one-bedroom apartment with no windows and give you unlimited (laughs) ramen noodles for the rest of your life to talk and write about the NBA, Hmm. I think he would do it. I think he would. He'd be like, all right, that sounds like a fair deal. Shelter, food, got it. I mean, granted, I don't think there's any company out there offering that benefits package. Nope. But I still think you'd take it. I'm, I'm still pretty sure you'd take it. Uh, then I started thinking, is there, is there anything right. out there I'm that psyched about? And it came to me. This show. That's a fact. I'm that psyched about this show. Yes! There we Ooh. go, baby. What, the, the only person that could be more excited than me is our adamant listeners from the Central District of Hong Kong. Hmm. Aside from that, that is our favorite district of Hong Kong. (laughs) But aside from them, I don't think there's anyone as excited about this show as me. Nope. And on that note, fellas, I think it is time to fire up the show. Let's get her going. Wait, what? fired up. Oh, my God. You guys both fired at the same time. I wasn't ready for that. Oh, jeez. That was scary and intense. Simultaneous, baby. Fire it up. Fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Okay, uh, guys, like I said, fantastic show. We've got Tim Nilsson of Driving and Crying, a rock legend. We are going to play some of their tunes. We're playing a tune hasn't even been released yet. Say what? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. Amazing. I can't wait. It's going to be good times. Uh, But first, we start where we start. Birthday stew. Let's get it. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay. Okay, guys. Born on February 13th, 1977. This may give it away. In Rand, West Virginia. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer loves sports. He played basketball, football, baseball, and ran track. He was a standout in all of these sports at DuPont High School. He was named West Virginia's Basketball Player of the Year twice Hmm. and was on the same team as Jason Williams. Yeah. His sophomore year was the only year he ran track, and he won the state championship in the 100 meters and 200 meter dash. He was initially recruited to play football at Notre Dame, 
and then FSU, but ultimately ended up playing in his backyard at Marshall University in West Virginia. He set multiple oh, NCAA. Randy Moss. Randy yes. Moss. Yes, indeed. A big Moss time. Let me finish that one up, of course. He got Go plenty of Marshall records and NCAA records in college. He was drafted in the NFL as the 21st pick by the Minnesota Vikings, ultimately a six-time Pro Bowler, five times touchdown leader, and one of the best receivers in the National Football League. And great receiver, funny accent. Yeah, yeah. It, you when you when you haven't heard him <laughs> and you you see a, you see him talk for the first time, you're like, wait, what? Huh? It, yeah, it, it catches you totally off guard. Was that? Dude, it does. But then after <laughs> I watch him a couple of times, I'm like, that's awesome. I love. Yeah, his oh accent. yeah, I, I I love it for sure. He, uh, if you haven't got a chance, because that's why I said this might give it away, uh, if you haven't got a chance to see the 30 for 30, Rand University, produced by Bomani Jones, fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. About, mm-hmm. about him basically getting his scholarship taken away from Notre Dame and then uh, not getting to play at FSU and ultimately having to go to Marshall and always having to fight with the possibility of possibly winding back in Rand. West Virginia. Uh, fantastic. Hats off to old Randy Moss. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Moss. Happy birthday. Okay. You got Moss. Okay, guys. Are you ready for some rip from the headlines? Rip it, baby. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Dave. Oh, let's go. Did you hear the story about Ryan Kane? Hmm. Ryan Kane. Yeah. I don't think so. He came. He came into the news this week because uh, he had a he had a rough couple of months, yes! but the last mm-hmm. couple days were pretty great. Around mid December, he went to the hospital having a pretty bad illness. Pretty bad illness. Uh, mm-hmm. They found out it was pneumonia, and that pneumonia Uh-oh. led oh. to sepsis. And then, oh, oh no, he went into a coma. Jeez. Not, Whoa. Dude, this is not fun. Not good. Not good. Don't worry. We're U-turning right now. Sweet. On January yes. 26th, Ryan came out of his coma. That's right. That is right. Hooray for Ryan. Yes. He then looked Yay. over. Exactly. He looked over at his mom and asked, did I miss Christmas? Word. <laughs> well, he obviously did, but his mom had held out faith. She kept Christmas going at their house because she knew how much Ryan loved Christmas. Wow. He got back to the house, and it was decorated with Christmas decorations. There were Christmas gifts all around and a fully stocked Christmas tree. Jeez. That is right. He celebrated Christmas. That's awesome. With his family and his uh, neighborhood. And when I read this, I was like, man, this dude must really love Christmas. That's right. For his mom (laughs) to know while he's in a coma that he's going to be if he wakes up from his coma and there's no Christmas in sight, I was like, man, I wonder what my parents would think if I was in a coma. What would they have ready for me when I popped out of that coma? Hmm. Like, there's, I don't think there's anything that they'd be like, oh, man, he really needs that. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, that, like, I, I mean, a shower. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's always true. Oh. Um <laughs> I know if it were Claude, his parents would have NBA TV fired up and the trade talk rumors would be going. They'd be like, oh, thank God I didn't miss it. Okay. 
Oh, what happened to Anthony Davis? Nothing? Oh, thank God. Okay, until summer. <laughs> so uh, true. Okay, Justin, are you ready for an actual headline? Hit me with something, man. Here we go. We're going to leave this one as just the headline. This, uh, head, okay. this headline comes courtesy of the ABC affiliate in New Orleans. Uh, the headline, quote, Attempted burglar with history of horse molestation. What? Arrested with taser and large sex toy. Word. End what? of headline. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm gonna, we need more details. I'm going to be honest. You do not want to be the focal point of that story. Nope. That is no. not... Not a good look. <laughs> not horse molestation. Horse. How do you? How what? And a taser and a large sex toy. That's a fact. I'm not gonna... A man with that resume is taken down with only a taser. Jeez. Yeah. Oof. Man, man, Dave. Do you ever? Yes, sir. Uh, do you ever read the obituaries? Hmm. Only every once in a while when I'm looking for someone. What? Okay, I'm not usually a big fan, you know? I mean, it's sort of yeah. a downer. Uh, but my, my dad, huge fan. Yes! Huge fan. He's a he, like a Like a daily? Big, like a yeah, daily big, guy? big pastime of his. My brother, oh, my brother actually bought him a giant book of all the New York Times obituaries. So true. Called, what? Called, called the Book of the Dead a year ago for Christmas. Are you serious? Yeah, what a Christmas present, right? That's a wow. that's a book. Yeah. Someone made that into a book. That's a book. What? Well, mainly so you could look at like the famous people, you know, because that's mainly okay. Really, but but anywho, so did either of you guys? See the obituary for Sybil Hicks last week. Hmm. Sybil Hicks. Yeah, no, I did not. I yeah, did not she's. It, it went. It went viral. Yes. Um, huh. and, and I'll give you a reason why it went viral. She started off the obituary by saying, "Quote: I leave behind my loving husband, Ron Hicks, who I often affectionately referred to as a horse's ass." Wait, what? I also. What? I, <laughs> I also left Hello? behind my children. Who I tolerated over the years. Wow. This is like crazy. This sounds like a sweet lady. <laughs> then, this is intense. Then at the end of it, she says, I finally have the smoking hot body I've always wanted. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, having been gosh. cremated. Yes. Oh, oh God. Lord. It. Oh, it's too dark for me. Yeah. It's too dark. <laughs> I got to be honest, though. Sybil sounds... Like a lady that would have been pretty enjoyable to hang with. Yes! Also, what's wrong with you? Also, if the listeners get a chance, they need to look at the pictures from her obituary because in one of them, she looks exactly like Melissa McCarthy. So true. She looks dead on <laughs> as <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. And I mean, a lady that looks like Melissa McCarthy and makes fun of her being dead, well, Come on, she just sounds like she's pretty fun. I wish, yes! I wish I could have hung with uh, Sybil Hicks. Sybil Hicks, Justin. Yes, sir. Do you like playing with Legos? Oh, I love playing with Legos, man. Had like the uh, big, big uh, box set of just assorted ones where you can make anything and everything. Yeah, it's man. Awesome. I had, I had three of the red boxes like that, and then I had yes, one. Yes, the red boxes. One, mm -hmm. one blue box. Uh, wow, blue box. What was hmm. that? I well, just more sorted Legos, but uh, okay, okay. I I used to build some pretty sick Lego castles. Yes. 
but you know that was that was main that was I made spaceships. Mm, I never got into space. It was mainly castles and uh, and boats. I think space was too te okay. technologically advanced for me. I couldn't. Yeah, true, we did castle, true. We did castles to go with the action figures. Couldn't fathom the 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 stars. That's too much. Well, nonetheless, David Aguilar, uh, he built something pretty cool out of Lego. That's right. What did he make? He built a prosthetic arm for himself. No, no yeah. way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, David was born without uh, a right forearm because of a rare genetic condition. And uh, he started building different prototypes of these arms when he was nine. What? Nine. What? Yeah. Wow. He's now 19 years old, going to the uh, Universitat Internacional de Catalunya in Spain. Yes. Sweet. Cool. Stu cool. Studying what else? Bioengineering. Yeah. Yeah. But probably my favorite part of this story, he gave himself a pretty cool nickname. His nickname? Han Solo. <laughs> Ah, good one, good one, David. This dude calls himself Hans Solo. That is awesome. Man, people are having good time with their humor. Nice. In this uh, rip by the head. That is, man. Nicely done, Dave. Nicely done, David. Not, not you, Dave. You're, you're doing good too. I, but not I did you. a good job too. Yes. Only if you can make a prosthetic with Legos. That's a fact. Yes. Then maybe. Exactly. All right, uh, Dave. Goal for 2019. That is. Yes, sir. Are you ready for an actual headline? Hit me. Here comes another one. Quote. Utah man <laughs> hears burglar in home, fights him off with a barbecue fork. Wait, what? End quote. Oh. Yeah. Barbecue, barbecue fork. Is that like the, the like the big one? one? The big one for the grill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That big. I'm gonna be honest. That's a, that's a good weapon. If if you yeah, it's not that bad of a weapon. I'm gonna be honest. If you add a koala bear into that story, it would be a much better fit for Australia. <laughs> With koala bear hanging on, and if you on his back, if you add an alligator, it'd be a much better story for Florida. Either one, mm -hmm. either one. True, true. Justin, mm. yes. What are you looking for when you go to the public library? Hmm. Um, books, articles on projects I'm doing. Right. Uh, I right. Don't know. Exactly. You know? Maybe a rare journal. So true. Maybe maybe a maybe maybe a book that is not accessible through the internet. So true. Um. Apparently, that's not what people are looking for at the public libraries of Chicago. Uh, what are they looking for? Uh, apparently, a lot of people there are looking for pornography. Word. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> you sick freak. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I know it already uh, off the bat? Especially, <laughs> apparently, at Harold Washington Library. Hmm. Uh, oh, my. And the library officials say they can't stop people from watching it. Because uh, if, they Why? if they did... That infringe on their constitutional rights, Wait, what? their First Amendment rights. Uh, oh dude, God, dude, that's so funny. My my mom's best friend is a librarian at the city of Jacksonville. Yeah, and they she says they have the same problem. Yeah, but the, she, <laughs> she, she 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 kicks them out. Though. Thank they, you. Well, they've tried using filters at Chicago, but they they say the filters yeah. they don't screen everything. It's not a it's not Why a silver do you bullet. You have to go to the library to, <laughs> that's, to do that. That's though. what I'm saying. I've got to I've got to ask. <laughs> there are internet cafes. Wait, I don't internet know. Internet cafes. 
I, I'm just, I'm just trying to. Well, I, I've got a different outlet. I've got to ask though, who's who's doing this? Who's like, you know, I got a busy day today. I gotta go to the grocery store. I've gotta go visit my aunt. She's in the hospital. I got that seminar I'm preparing for on Thursday. I've gotta watch porn at the library. I've gotta what? make a dinner <laughs> for my kids. Wait, wait. What was the fourth one again? You. You really mulled over the. You went to the kids. Oh, the seminar was, for Thursday. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's weird, man. It's weird. God. Get get a hold of yourself, Chicagoans. Good Stop Lord. watching porn at libraries. So it's true. Unac- Don't do it. Unacceptable, Dave. Hmm. Yes, sir. Now, obviously, on this show, we do not condone drug use or the distribution nope. of drugs. Nope. Um, exactly. But hypothetically, hypothetically, if you were Uh a drug dealer and you were trying to move some product, who's the Mm -hmm. last person you would want to offer drugs to? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say the police. Correct. The cops is the correct option. That's exactly the opposite of what Richard Betters (laughs) decided to do. Betters did worse, if you see what I said. What did there? Um, oh, yes. yes, yes, dude. Yes, Rick. Great execution. Thank you. There you go. Except I fumbled over my words, but it's okay. Ricky, a citizen of Schenectady, New York. Uh, Ooh, Schenectady. I've been through there. Yes, he decided to text his friend to see if he'd like to purchase some oxycodone mm. pills. Hey. Yes. Mm. yes. The friend texted back, sure, where should we meet up? They chose the Taco Bell in Rotterdam. Sweet. I know, classy establishment. You wouldn't think drug use would be going on there. Um, When Ricky got there, he found out who he'd been texting, not his friend, undercover police officer. Yeah, yeah. But but Ricky had accidentally texted the wrong number. Wait, what? He had texted the wrong... What are the odds? I mean, what is the citizen-to-police ratio out there that have, out of all the numbers, you choose the cops? That, yeah. <laughs> that is tough luck. You didn't just choose, like, Jeff down the street that was like, who are you and why are you offering me drugs? It was a cop. And then not only was it a cop, but it was a cop that was like, yeah, I might as well do my job. I might as well arrest this guy. That's right. Like, that's tough. Tough luck for Ricky. Poor guy. Poor guy. That sucks. Hopefully, hopefully his days get betters. Um, Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right, Justin. Hmm. Yo. I recently had to swerve out of the road the other day to avoid hitting a raccoon. Yes. Dude. Uh, man, like, did you see it? Yeah. Like, from a, like... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the old trash panda, he came bounding out of the woods, and I had to, I had to get out of the way of him there. That's scary, man. Yeah. I've never, yes! I've never, um, been able to, if I, I was in a situation like that one time, but I hit the cap. Oh, sad. Oh, it was way too fast. Uh, it's not, couldn't it's not react. slow enough. Like, couldn't react. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, this, those are fairly common. That's not what happened in Salcombe, England. Nope. Uh, a man had to swerve to avoid something. 
The man was 49 years old. He was driving down A381 Highway uh, when he swerved and ended up wrecking his automobile. When emergency responders arrived at the scene, they asked the man, so what, did, what were you swerving to avoid? Hmm. And he, he said, well, I was trying to avoid that octopus that was in the road. Wait, what? Okay. What? Uh. <laughs> this ro- Are there th- drugs involved in this, this one? Or? This road is close to the sea, but it's five kilometers away from it. Um... So, There's drugs involved. So they che- they checked <laughs> the ma- they so checked true. the man for intoxication, but it was found he didn't have any alcohol in the system. They released him, but he's still under investigation, pending further inquiries regarding drug use. Hmm. So Uh-oh. yes, so yes, I would have a feeling. If you're seeing octopi <laughs> crawling crawling down the road, you might you might be I don't know what else you could confuse an octopus for. Nope. Like I don't know what right? else no, there's out there's there. Nothing. It's not like you're gonna see a, a deer and be like, Oh Jesus I, oh, okay, I thought it was a huge octopus. Whoops. Never mind, it's just a deer. <laughs> just a deer. Eh. Just a deer. Okay, guys, it's time for would you rather of rip from the headlines. Mm. Yes, dude. Here we go, Justin. You're gonna start off first here. Of course, let's do it. Will would you rather have to fight off a koala with a barbecue fork, or fight off an octopus that's trying to steal your car? Which one? Mm. Um, man, I I can't I couldn't handle. An octopus, because like eight eight arms, that's too much for me. I right. just had to fight off the small koala. Yeah, what? man, they're pretty feisty. Got to watch out. Yeah, they are. Remember that one that uh, yeah. walked through that restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> that one store we had? He was very... They're sneaky. He was very <laughs> too. He just sort of walked through like, yeah, this is my restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, good, ju- good decision. Yeah. Plus, you know, the octopus, he can't live too long out of water, so, you know. I mean, you got that. If he doesn't strangle you out in the first couple of minutes, I think he'll he'll die off. Wait, what? Anyways, yeah. Dave, from the two yep. stories that we've heard today, if it was possible, if it mm-hmm. was possible, who would you rather hang yeah. out with? <laughs> Sybil, the lady with the rockin' hot bod, or Han mm-hmm. Solo, a.k.a. David Aguilar? Hmm. I'm hanging out with uh, Han Solo. Oh. I need to... Nice. I need to see what else he can make with Legos that we ha- true, that we don't know about. True, dude. Very nice. I like it. Good decision. Both are good choices, but you went with the living hand solo. I like it. Yes. I like it. The living. <laughs> <laughs> that well, I mean, it's still a possibility right now. You could go hang. We could we could make that happen. I don't know if we could sure. or not. We could at least walk around that campus and be like, anybody seen Hand Solo? He's got a he's got a Lego hand. It's pretty dope. Anybody know where Please he's at? Hang out with us. Nope. Uh, anyways, guys, right now I want to hear two of Driving and Crying's classics. Their biggest hits. Yes! This is Fly Me Courageous and Straight to Hell. Right here on the Doc Whoa. G Show.
95.5. Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM. UNF Jacksonville. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard two classics from Driving and Crying. That was Fly Me Courageous and Straight to Hell. Uh, Guys, I'm going to ask Tim when he comes on the show here about that song. You know, Darius Rucker, Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean actually remade that song. Yeah, they just really? yeah they yeah they just redid that song last year. Yeah, and they did it. They played it at the CMT Music Awards as well. Pretty oh, crazy. Nice. Yeah, pretty wild. Those are some big names, man. They are. They are some big names. Um, but uh, nonetheless, very excited about asking him about that coming up. Uh, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP ninety five point five FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Hmm. Justin. If you got the time, listeners, I beg of you, check out the freaking podcast. It's sick, man. It's us. Yes! It's us, and you can listen to us anytime, wherever, whenever. As long as you have internet capabilities, just listen to us, dude. Give us some. Give me. Give us your time. And on most of those platforms, go ahead and give us a five star uh, ranking. That'd be nice. Yes! I'd like ooh, to see that. Ooh, That'd be nice. Hey, hey, there you go. Uh, Dave, anything else? You know, if if you're Millennial, and you don't really understand how app stores work and all those things, you know. Dude, www.docgshow.com. Then you so can true. Find a find a button there and and you press yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank. Very considerate message, Dave. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, it's time for the shoutouts. Are you ready? Where are we going? Where are we going? Oh, jigs. Oh, you're coming out strong, guys. Yeah. Dallas. Texas. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Shout out. Hey. Dallas, Texas. Shout out to the big star, the big star city. Uh, shout out to Luca. Back again, man. I gotta, I gotta show the, I gotta, I gotta shout them out every time they're on the show because it makes me excited. Brooklyn, New York. Shout out. Shout out, shout out to Brooklyn. Show. Yes. New York. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Shout out to Gilbert, South Carolina. Shout yeah. out. Dang. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. Also, let's keep it. Let's keep it in the Palmetto State. Shout out to Charleston, South Carolina. Shout out. Yeah. Ooh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna imagine that's Darius himself. He's listening mm-hmm. to the show. Let's gonna imagine. Uh, all right, uh, Justin. This one. This one's for me and you. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. Charles Bridge. Shout out to Prague. The Czech Republic. Oh, man. Yeah. Why would you review that? Exactly. The origins. The origins. That's a fact. Shout out to... Oh, I'm going to... I'm going to screw this one up. Chelyabinks. What? Chelyabinks, Russia. Chelyabinks. Wait, what? (laughs) Chelyabinks? Chelyabinks. It's C-H... Jar Jar Binks. C H E L Y A B I N S K. I guess I don't. I, I don't even know. But shoutouts to them. After I totally butchered their name, they're not gonna listen anymore. But it's all right. Shout out to you guys. And lastly, shout out to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Oh, Brazil. Yes, indeed. All right. Thank you for all the listens, folks. We appreciate them. Okay, guys. uh, Are you ready for the second birthday suit? No way. Yeah. 
Okay, this one... I feel like a little less known than Jerry Springer. Wait, oh, what? Sorry. Girl, come on! I screwed what? it up. That's... <laughs> Did you just say it? I just... That, that was it. Oh, happy birthday to uh. Jerry Springer. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, I think that's a first that I just went ahead and screwed up the name. I apologize. Yeah, anyway, it's been a long Jerry time. Springer. That, it's Randy Moss. That was it. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, let me read down. Yep, go through uh, it. Go through uh, it. He was born on February 13th, 1944 in Middlesex, England. Do you know that? What? Yeah, oh, I didn't know no. he was from England. Yeah, he was from England, and apparently he moved to the United States when he was five. Hmm. Uh, he went to Forest Hills uh, High School, and he ended up going to Tulane University, majoring in political science, and then he earned a law degree from Northwestern in 1968. No kidding. In, uh, yeah. 1970, he was elected to the city council of Cincinnati, and then he was the mayor of that city in 1977. In 1991, though, he took a different turn. He went out of politics, debuted his self-titled show, The Jerry Springer Show. Yes! It was created to mimic the Phil Donahue show. And so for the first three years, it was very, like, you know, political-based, and there were normal problems on the show. And then in 1994, it was revamped to be much more tabloidish. Hmm. Family members confronting other family members about taboo topics, prostitution, adultery, other con uh, controversial topics. In 1998, it was actually beating Oprah Winfrey in most cities. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Last year was the actual last year of the Jerry Springer show, although he still does a podcast with the same title that is right it is jerry springer guys jerry springer Dude, i effed birthday. that People up love that show man they, they love that show it it was some it was some dirty fast food right there man it was some <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way of dirty putting it fast food that's pretty good yeah some salacious gossip was what it was people enjoyed it though it was I, it was good stuff i didn't know I he was partaking in it every now and then i didn't know it he was, was that accomplished other than other than yeah that. that's right yeah, i didn't know he was a mayor and Politics, crazy. Lawyer too, man. Lawyer too. Uh, guys, happy birthday to Jerry Springer. Uh, let us move on to a little something I like to call hot takes mm. of history. Oh, yes, dude. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, we've got a holiday, fellas, coming up tomorrow. Oh, it would be right. Valentine's Day. Yes. You love it. So, of course, I'm all about the love, <laughs> Justin. I'm all God, about the love. Just Giving it all. You're annoying. So, You're so annoying. <laughs> so I thought, what better to do than a little bit of Hot Takes of History, Valentine's Day edition. All right. Here we go. HTH. HTH with love. Freaking H. <laughs> with F love, Justin. For, mm, I don't know. Mm. I guess. I keep think it, of it. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. All keep right. going. We'll, 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 we'll continue it later. <laughs> <laughs> keep that same energy. <laughs> Historically, Valentine's Day coincides with an ancient Roman festival, fellas. 
Yeah. Hmm. The, sure. the ancient Romans held a festival called uh, Lupercalia. Nope. I, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. On February 15th, it was to protect themselves from wolves. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, okay. Apparently, men just walked around the town hitting other people with strips of animal hide. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and women believe this made them more fertile. So that's weird, right? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Very weird holiday that morphed into Valentine's Day. But, you know, that's what happened. Walked around, hit each other with uh, strips of animal hide, getting more fertile. <laughs> animal pelts. Protecting yourself <laughs> from wolves. Mm. Hey, let me hit you with this. You won't get eaten by a wolf. Okay, sounds good. All right. <laughs> H-T-H. H-T-H. Guys, the first heart-shaped box of chocolate introduced in 1868. Really? Wait, what? Yeah, a while back there. Guess who it was? It was Richard Cadbury. Yeah. Oh, oh Cadbury chocolates. There you yeah, go. Yeah, same guy as the egg. Solid chocolate. That is correct. Yes, he also made the first heart shaped chocolates. Take that, Stouffer's and other chocolate places. Ooh. <laughs> Cadbury's got you beat. H T H. Take that. Of history. Guys, on February 14th, not all countries celebrate uh, Valentine's Day. Nope. Um, Finland, one of my favorite countries. Shout out to the Finns. Shout out. Um, they celebrate, I'm going to screw this up too. Yastava uh, Paiva? Yastavan Paiva? Yes. Yastavan Paiva. Right on there. Hopefully that's right. Hopefully. It is not. Nope. Which translates <laughs> which translates to Friends Day. That's right. That's right. They don't celebrate romantic lovers. No. They celebrate friends. That's right. They give gifts and cards to friends. That's right. All your friends. Just throw them out. Like it's back in first grade when you got like the box set of Valentine's and you had to give them to everybody, even the kids you didn't like, and you're like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Really? I got to give it to her? She she eats her own boogers. I don't want to give her this card. Ew. And your mom's like, sign it. And you're like, fine, booger eater. There you go. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Sign it. <laughs> Your mom's forceful. I don't know. Mine is. Anyways, HTH. 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 Takes of history. She's not really forceful. That's a lie. All right. Uh, guys, we all know Cupid, right? Yes. We know that. Yes. We know that character. Well, back in ancient Greek days. He, he wasn't just a goofy little kid. No. Nope. He was known as the Greek god Eros. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And this dude was muscular. Yeah. And he had two arrows that he shot out. He had a, he had a love and a hate arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Like to play games on people. But it wasn't until the Romans got a hold of it um, that they were like, nah, he's going to be a baby that wears diapers. Girl, come on. What? Blam. What do you got to do? Come on, Romans. First you're walking around hitting people with strips of animal hide. Now you're changing our cool gods to diaper wearers. Jeez. Not cool. 
Not cool. Nope. So then he was changed, and he was Cupid. Once it got to ancient Rome, Cupid diaper wear baby. Not, I guess it's a cuter look. Not, I don't know. It, it, well, I don't know. I guess that's what they were going for. I guess that's what they're going for. HTH. 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 Hot takes of history. Guys, are you ready for the top five flowers that have been historically given on Valentine's Day? Say what? One of them has to be roses. Uh, you got number one. You got number one. Daisies. Number one. Roses. Number two. This is sort of, I don't, I don't like this, but mixed bouquets. Come on. That's mm. that's a lot of things. What? That doesn't even make that sense. That could be anything. Yeah. Come on. Number three. Dianthus. Yeah. Oh, Dianthus. Dianthus. Yeah, I looked them up. They're all right. I don't know. I'm not too amazed by them. Nope. Number four. Chrysanthemums. The mums. That's right. Yes! Yeah, the mums. They look nice. Chris yeah. and the mums. They're more of a fall thing, which surprises me why they're given in uh, on Valentine's Day. Because they're normally... Like they're, they can be like red or whatever. You see them in, you know, harvest harvest bounties. That's where yeah. you see them. That's where you see Anyways, number five, mini dianthus. Wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, num- what? No. That's right. There's <laughs> many Diantha. You got number three, regular. You got five, many. That's right. That's the top five, fellas. Top five flowers. Last one, HTH. 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 Can I send you some Dianthuses? Dianthuses. 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 Wait, what? Wait, we added another syllable to that. It's just Dianthus. Dianthus. No. I don't know where we. <laughs> I, I, I like Dianthus. Like plural. It was a. Pl- yeah. Is it Dianthi? Dianthi. <laughs> I don't know what the plural is. I don't know if that's. I'm not nope. a horticulturist or Help any us type out. Of, of flower expert. <laughs> Anyways, I we've derailed. Yes! HTH. Here we go. HTH. Takes of history. Help us out with the pronunciation. Guys, there's a city in Italy named Verona. Anybody know or remember what Verona is famous for? Hmm. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. There you go. Yes, very nice. Nice, done, Dave. Dave. Dude. Yeah, that's Holy that's smokes. that's where the characters of Shakespeare's play Romeo and Juliet live. Yes! Uh, every Valentine's Day, nearly a thousand letters are sent to the city with all of them addressed to Juliet. Wait, what? What? What does it tell her to do? What? I don't know. I think I've seen a movie like that. It's like Letters to Juliet. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest. Like, that's a thing. Like, that's weird. Like, I... It is I'm, weird. I'm not sending letters to Philadelphia wishing Rocky his best on his next fight. Like, oh. dude, I hope you oh. win. <laughs> next one, you got it. Go Rocky. Like, that's weird, guys. Jeez. This is a play from like 500 years ago. It's the idea of love, man. Maybe like, they're children. They're projecting like it. He, they're projecting like, like even, writing letters to Santa. Even if she was real, she would totally be dead now. She would, I mean, come Dang, on. Dude. I'm just saying. Jeez. Unless she's. Jesus. I'm just saying. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's hopes in those letters. Happy Valentine's Day. Yay. That's why we don't have any listeners from Italy. Anyways, <laughs> all right. You hate love. I love it. I love it. Guys, it's time to take a real, and I mean real, quick break, and we will be right back with Tim Nilsson from Driving and Crying. Woo-woo. 
it's Rock Montana. Mucho yo. And it's Rockin' Yellow on the Dot G Show. And the trap I do wide open, you know? Welcome back to the Doc G Show. Today, we are beyond excited for having a rock legend on the show. Bass player and founding member of Driving and Crying, Tim Nelson. Tim, how's it going? Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, man, a what's lot. Going on down there in Florida? You know, a lot's going on. It's It's been a good start to the 2019 year. Yes! Um, pretty good for me. How about for you? Hmm. Fantastic, man. We're rolling. We were uh, we got our, our new record's done, and it's coming out in June. And um, we're out here on the road right now. We're up here in Pennsylvania and playing to some folks up here that we don't get to see very often. Very and um, yeah, it's going to be a great year, man. We're we're really excited. Very nice. Well, this is starting the thirty fourth year of driving and crying Say what? and uh i've got to ask when you guys started out with driving and crying did did you was there ever a point when you first started the band that you were like yeah this is gonna last 34 years i can feel this it's gonna happen because i mean in 85 the stones had only been together 23 years yeah. so i mean like no one had been together that long i don't know man i mean you know i think when you're young and you're in your making music and you're you know you have you have kind of different goals i, I don't know i, I don't think we ever thought about it you yeah. know i don't remember thinking about it <laughs> um you know you're just you're just trying to like be successful in the moment and, yeah. and, and you know have a career and, and uh have a good time and you know be a rock and roller and, i don't know and <laughs> then me, it... i don't know I, I don't know if i ever thought about the future like that. So, <laughs> but looking back, it's like, wow, how do we do that? You know, how are we still doing this? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, what else are we gonna do? We love it. You know? <laughs> well, you guys started. Uh, so you, before driving and crying, you were in the Night Porters, and uh, yeah. and Kevin was in the Prosecutors, and uh, both of these groups were sort of, I, I, w- I would say, pretty heavy on the punk side, uh, a very punk heavy band. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what we rose out of was was, was punk rock. You know. Um, Night Porters were kind of like a clash, like a baby clash band. And, yeah. And the Prosecutors were kind of like a baby Ramones band, you know? So, you know, it's like... Now, kind of just, was that know? what you envisioned Driving and Crying as? Did you see that as a punk band? Or were you already in your mind saying, this is going to be something different? It's going to have some punk to it, but it's going to be something else. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely going to be something different and unique because when I heard Kevin's... Uh, at that time, it was just a demo tape, and um, you know he, he had some acoustic songs, and there was some mandolin going on, and yeah. and then a lot of psychedelic guitars, and then some fast songs, some punk songs, and so it was just kind of like that's why, why he had to move on for the prosecutors because he had this other side of his personality, you know, the, the folk singer poet um, side that the, the, the reflective lyrics, and, you know, that kind of like is. It's like who he was becoming and who he became and who he is now. And, yeah. You know, um, and, uh, you know, and that to, to me, I was just like very intrigued by it. Yeah. Like, it, it was and every, you know, it was something. All different. Along in our, yeah. All along in our career, people are like going like, what, what kind of music do you guys play? It's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere between rock and roll and, and country and folk and. But it's just rock and roll, you know, just like the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin or. Exactly. Anybody would 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 
bring on a mandolin here and there and, or a pedal steel guitar and, and still be rock and roll man you know well it's it's it, it's interesting because you you know you said led zeppelin and and they're one of those that they they always they had that side with all of their songs you know battle of evermore and going to california and all these and there was a lot of mandolin and and acoustic guitar. Yeah, like a little bit of bluegrass and and blues mixed together, and then heavy metal. And and, no, and, and the interesting thing is though, they were never questioned about it. Really, nope. they were just. No. It was. I mean, I guess it's because they're Led Zeppelin. I but, mean, they know. probably were questioned, but I mean, you know, all those critics are gone. You know, I mean, yeah. they, they, they rose they rose past them, and, and so you know, we we continue to sometimes face those situations but like i mean like last night for instance we played in the city winery to a sit-down crowd yeah and we did probably 80 percent hard rock tunes yeah we, we did we and then we broke it down into the, the the sweetest little acoustic ballads as well back to back yeah with that stuff and you know it we don't have a problem with it our fans don't have a problem with it and um you know i think it's what makes us unique nice. is that we that we do different stuff like that, you know. Yeah, well, now, uh, a lot of times, uh, you guys are, are classified as as Southern rock. And, hmm. you know, I when I listen to Driving Crime, on a lot of songs, I don't think that. There are some songs that I, I would think you could easily put it in that category. Did you ever have a problem being categorized as Southern rock? You know, I... I, I I like that category, yeah. but I'd redefine that category with with bands like like REM mm-hmm. and the Black Crows and mm-hmm. Driving and Crying. It's like we're all bands that are, came from the South, and we're playing music that's about the South, and we're using electric guitars and we have guitar solos, and um, you know we're yeah. we're up on stage playing rock and roll. So that is what Southern rock is. You know, it's like, you can't, Southern rock is what Leonard Skinner and Allman brothers and the outlaws. And, yeah. And, and, and that's it. Marshall Tucker. <laughs> but you know, those, those, there's only very few of those guys are still around. So we're, you know, Blackberry smoke is carrying the torch for, for Southern rock now. But I think that, you know, I don't mind being categories yeah. categorized in that, you know, sometimes I look at like, look on Spotify and like, you know, I look up the drive-by truckers, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, well, look! It says folk rock." Yeah. Well, maybe that's what we are. We're folk rock. Yeah. So, and and people are like, "Folk rock? You're not folk rock." It's like, well, then why are the drive-by truckers folk rock? You know? <laughs> yes. They're pretty loud. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What do, what... So yeah, category, schmategory, man. You know, it's it's you know we just we you know we we want people to buy vinyl, and we want people to listen to Spotify and all that stuff, and put us on their playlists and. You know, we, we got categorized by one magazine article as like top 40 Southern rock albums of all time. Mystery Road made that list. You know? Yeah. That was, that was a great honor. You know? I, saw, so, I saw that, actually. We'll take it, bro. Um, what, speak, speaking of that, I mean, what do you think connects with the Southern audience so well with your music? Because, I mean, you, you can't really find a person in Atlanta that hasn't heard of driving and crying really the same way in Jacksonville all around the South, really. Um, but it's, it's not as pervasive. I mean, most people around the country have heard of driving and crying, but it's obviously much bigger in the South. What, what do you think that is as far as that connection? Hmm. Um, well, we, you know, spent a lot of time on the road in the South. Um, we started, we kind of started out as, whatever it was called, alternative 
rock, um, college rock. We were in the college on the college um, radio charts, you know, in the first couple of years we were out. And then we just we stayed on the road, and we we really got a lot a, a lot of play on um, on rock radio in the south. Yeah. So all the little towns and all the little you know rural areas and you know around the south that we love. Those people know who we are because they played us on the radio back in the day, and they continue to play us on the radio. Yeah, and so you know, and and we go to those people. We we go to those small towns and we play shows, and you know, so when we we show up and those people only had to travel a handful of miles to come see us, I think it means something to them. So I mean, you know, yeah, our songs are are about living in the South. A lot of them are. Yeah, but I mean, I just think, I think it's just that we're we're playing rock and roll, and this is where we live, and. We, we continue to, to bring the music to the people out in the woods, you know? <laughs> so, so, you know, well, I, um, I remember, it just keeps the momentum going. I remember about 20 years ago, my brother was going to Georgia Tech, and uh, and uh, I, I was going with him to move back in to, uh, into the dorms, and uh, I, that was the first time I heard Driving and Crying was on Atlanta yes! FM radio. I heard, I heard Straight to Hell, and I was like, what... Who is this? Yes! This is awesome. And my brother was like, it's driving and crying. Why haven't you heard of him? I was like, I don't know. They don't play it in Virginia. What? I, <laughs> I haven't heard this before. And and you know, you're you're right. Everywhere, everywhere you go, there, you guys, you guys had infiltrated. It was everywhere. Um, before I move on from Atlanta, I am a huge fan of the city. And I've had a lot of guests on the show from Atlanta. One of them you mentioned, Blackberry Smoke. I had Charlie Starr on. Had to ask him. I've got to ask you, I'm a huge fan of the food in the city. Um, what's your favorite place to eat in Atlanta? Hmm. Oh, of the food in Atlanta? Yeah. Ooh, man. Hmm. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. I mean, <laughs> I you know... Oh God, Fellini's Pizza. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, yeah, Rathbun's. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the Italian place we always go, but um, my in-laws just recently moved out to Vining, so we've been hitting all the uh, little restaurants in Vining's Village. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's there's great restaurants and, and there's really great Mexican food. Um, cafe, what is it called? Casa Laredo or something like that. Yeah, I can't. I'm, <laughs> my brain is not thinking right, but. <laughs> Um. Yeah, there's 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 great food in Atlanta. It yeah. is, man. But, but, but my go-to is definitely Fellini's Pizza. If I have to, nice. if I if I have a minute in Atlanta, I'm gonna go grab some. And yeah. I live in Charleston, South Carolina, which is like restaurant. World. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so much good food there, but well, they can't figure out pizza or Mexican food to save their whatever. So whatever. That, that's tough, man. <laughs> you, you're you're coming from a pretty awesome. Yeah, in Charleston, you've got some pretty awesome food as well. That's they got some good seafood and some good. Good grits, man. That's but, um, true, man. That's true. Uh, well, back back to music, you guys. Back uh, to music. You, you, <laughs> I was like, you, that was a curveball. <laughs> I like to throw them in. I'm a foodie, man. I actually had uh, last week we had the Casey Webb from Man vs. Food on the show, and uh, oh, nice. That's all we talked about. So of course it was on my brain when I was thinking of questions to ask. Yes! But uh, you guys recently, you you mentioned Mystery Road. Uh, you guys uh, just re-released it. Uh, two years ago, Sweet. Um, but you guys originally released it in 1989, and that, of course, had "Straight to Hell" on it. And I got to ask when yep. you when you first recorded that, 
Did you did you know you had a big hit on your hands? Did you hear it when it when it was finished recording and you were like, man, this is this is gonna be a big song? Um, I don't think so because it really wasn't that big at first. Yeah. Um, it took a, took a while. It took a couple of years before it just like just kind of developed its own little momentum. Yeah. But I mean, I think that the producer Scott McPherson and we co-produced it with him. I mean, we were we were trying. Our, our struggle was trying to tr- trying to, you, to 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 mix the the rock sound with the acoustic sound, and that's why, like, you know, straight to hell is an acoustic song. But on the chorus, there's just, there's big there's big, big heavy chords like Guns and Roses or yeah. something, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, we were really proud of the way it came out. I think the the vibe in the studio when we we're doing Straight to Hell and Honeysuckle Blue, yeah, and you know. Uh, wild dog moon i mean there's a lot of a lot of those songs that really just happened in the studio because of because of um the cool vibe and yeah. um you know we were really proud of it at the time i think it was it was a, it was definitely it was cool to be able to be in there and, and not have to you know and, and work with a producer instead of working for a producer yeah we got to, we got to collaborate with a producer and and he led the way, but you know, but we were in there going like, "Let's try this, and let's do this, and let's let's do these vocal parts, and bring in Michelle Malone." And yeah, um, you know, there's a there was a lot of things, magic things that just kind of came about because of the circumstances. Definitely, definitely. Well, last year, uh, Darius Rucker, Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, they remade uh, Charles Kelly. Yeah, Charles Kelly. Uh, how how did how did Darius approach you? For that, uh, I mean, uh, he texted Kevin and said, "Hey, man, we just cut straight to hell." <laughs> and Kevin's like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was like, about nine months later, we found out that they were the record was coming out and that um, they were going to perform it on the CMT Awards, and we're like, "What?" Yeah, and um, I mean, those those are yeah, some that was a trip. Names, those are some. Yeah, that's a trip. That's a trip. And and you know, we talked to those guys about it, and we're like, "Man, it's, it took a lot of." B- for you guys to do a song like that yeah um and and then try it try, and, and then talk your record company into actually making it a single and, <laughs> you know you know so so kudos to those dudes for that man that was a huge honor for yeah us, for I, kevin but I, i'll say and i i bet you darius would agree with me uh driving and crying's version's better like i i like i like their version <laughs> well I, of course I, it I, is <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to it and i was like eh. I mean, it's good, but yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's kind of funny. It's fun, you yeah. know. It's just like you can tell that they're they're trying to make it into a party. Yeah, well, it's um, sort of pass the mic around. Like, okay, now now it's your time. Okay, now now. Yeah, now I mean, you have go. you seen the video for it? No, I haven't. I haven't seen the video. It's, it's just like they're 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 dressed up like um like turn of the century cowboys oh. you know and they're like in a saloon but for some reason darius is is drinking a moscow mule with a copper cup like <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous mm. <laughs> so like what what huh? i gotta i gotta check but, it um, out you know but see you know the lyrics of the song you know what the song's about is like you know a, a single mom trying to raise a kid and you know blah 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 yeah. you know and doesn't, doesn't the video really about, the video's about like a bunch of dudes in a bar partying. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, Darius, did you listen to the lyrics, hmm. or you just you just disregarded those? You're like, nope, that's not no, what my video you know vision what? is. They're just it it is it is a party. They're just they're, they're trying to you know 
they they it's did a their own sing along anthem song, and I think that's what they were trying to push. You know? Yeah. R- real quick, have you guys as driving and crying thought about remaking a Hootie and the Blowfish jam as a as a repercussion? Just maybe throw Wait, what? throw in one of those maybe as a no. Hat <laughs> no, you know we we've used Mark Bryan as our guitar player for a couple tours. Yeah. And, um, you know, back before we we got our our current guy who's here to stay, hopefully. Yeah. Um. Right, Lauer? Wait, what? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, we 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 did some little bits and pieces of "I Only Want to Be with You," like in the middle of "Let's Go Dancing" or something. I don't know. Yeah, and, just throw um, it in there. Now. Yeah, just throw it in like a little little mashup deal. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, Hootie's doing a good job of covering them themselves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, so after- and they got a new record coming out next what? year. Oh, you know, it's, yeah, they're gonna tour that. and all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, very exciting. Well, after I was hoping they would ask us to go with them, but haven't yet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Girl, come I'm on, listen out. Not yet. Um, after Mystery Road, you guys had uh, your your biggest album, arguably, uh, "Fly Fly Me Courageous," fantastic album, yes. and you guys were actually on Dave Letterman to support that album. Uh, That's right. What What do you remember about playing Letterman in '91? Hmm. Um, I remember that back in those days, the bands usually didn't play. You, you had like the singer or maybe two guys from the band would go and sit in with Paul Schaefer. Yeah. yeah. And so we really wanted to have the whole band on stage. So we convinced them to let me play bass. Jeff's up there playing bongos, you know, and um, Beer and Father was was on stage playing guitar. And um, so we were all jamming with Will Lee and, you know, Paul and all yeah. stuff. So so we were able to we were able to persuade them to do that. But um, I just remember that, you know, the way the way TV looked or looked back then and then to be on the stage. And those guys are playing through like dusty old, you know, amps and stuff. And it was just like it was just it was just kind of like. I don't know. It, 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 I guess that they didn't really put a lot of effort into to playing through like really, really um, good gear or whatever. I yeah. don't know. It just, just seemed <laughs> kind of dingy. Everything was kind of dingy. Ew. And then like on TV, you can't tell. Yeah. But um, that's that's my memory. Um, well, it, it but um, it comes. But it, it was it was cool of them to let us all get up on stage and make, be on yes! stage together. You know. I actually watched uh, I watched it on uh, YouTube just uh, the other day before while I was oh, I was getting ready for this interview and I was like it's still it's it's still it it has that vibe that you just brought up. I mean, it has that jamming vibe and it it looks yes! it looks fun. And I was like, man, that's that's that was that was a good show. Yeah, like Kevin's got his eyes closed and he's like rocking back and forth, and then Paul like gets in sync with him. It's like what? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's fun. Uh, so a documentary came out uh, about you guys called uh, 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 Scarred But Smarter. Uh, came out a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, it was like eight years ago, wasn't it? it? I mean, it's been a while. It's, it's been a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. After watching the documentary, I, I was a tad afraid to talk to you today. Yes! Uh, <laughs> there's a well, section in there. Uh, you know what? Everybody, you know, the, the director side decided to give everybody kind of a character. Yeah. So I was the asshole. Kevin was the drug addict. Whatever. Blah blah. And so, you know, at the end of the day, we were all kids, and we were all doing stupid. Shit. Yeah. And there's, there's, I'm sure for every situation that I got into, any one of the other guys in the band might have got in a similar situation. So, 
I just said, you know what? If that's going to keep people engaged in the in the movie, but well, I'm fine with it. Just go with it, you know? Because we we had I had some I had some pretty awkward moments back in the day, and try to like uh, go there and Lowers in the background laugh at his. Well, you. Well, you know, in in the documentary, you 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 atone for yourself. You you, yeah, you mentioned yeah, right. that's right. You know that you, you didn't. You, you you're different now. You you you've realized some of those young mistakes. Uh, but at one yeah. point, actually, As we all are. Uh, uh, Buren uh, brings up the time that you two got in a fight. And he said, uh, "You did? Yeah." And he uh, he says he said you couldn't uh, you couldn't fight with your boots on. You said I can't fight you with my boots on. What? And so he had to t- help you take your boots off. Do you remember that? Hmm. No. <laughs> no. I, you know. No. <laughs> but you know, it, it sounds adorable. I don't know. <laughs> it works for the documentary. Hey, right? man. Right. Hey, uh, let's let's still get the boots off before we start fighting. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. One other. I didn't thing. even know that made the movie. <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, one other thing about the documentary. Uh, I'm sitting there watching it, and uh, they talk to Ty Pennington. Word. Uh, and at the bottom it says roommate, and and I was like, wait a second, the extreme makeover guy? Huh? That was. Was, he was my roommate. Yep. Yeah. Did but he was just back then? He was just kind of like a crazy model. He was a he was a he was a model and a friend of a friend and you know we just part of our gang. I think he might have worked at uh, a lot of us worked at Fellini's back then. Yeah. Um, did maybe he worked there? But um, did you keep up tied, with man. him up to the point that he was on Extreme Makeover, or did all of a sudden like you turn yeah, on the TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I I still try to touch base with him. Um, we were actually on an episode of Extreme Makeover um, about five years ago, and it got cut from the um, from from the edit. Yeah, we we did a concert in Madison, Georgia, and he was out there on stage and and blah blah blah. And um, um, the the episode it's like we actually got cut. I think I think we were in like maybe a couple of little cut scene, like a little. <laughs> at the end but you you know there was no none of our music was really in it yeah um, hmm. um yeah but that's i think that's the last time i saw ty and i, and I, I used to would call him every couple of years and like what are you doing yeah you know, like you've kind of like um gone off the radar here what's going on bro yeah you gotta, you gotta reconnect i was I yeah was, i was like i was hoping to see him on dancing with the stars or something you know <laughs> well i was just wondering i was like man if he stopped talking to him that had to be a real weird thing of like seeing him on tv all of a sudden be like Wait a second, is that the guy I used to live with? Huh? Now he's helping people out with their houses? That's weird. Oh, we were watching that. Yeah, as his career started, I mean, they were. he went from being on uh, that cable, you know, trading place, trading spaces. Yeah. To Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Yeah. So, yeah, we were, we were watching. You yeah, saw the progression. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, us and all his, all his buddies. Well, back, back yeah. to the music. You guys released uh, Living by the Book. Uh, which was off the Whisper Tames the Lion, um, so it's it, it's it's a re-release of that old song, and it sounds awesome. Are you guys planning on re-releasing the whole album? No, you know that we recorded "Living by the Book" in Powerhouse for um, a documentary about yeah. the Mexican Baja race that's oh. supposedly coming out this year. 
Hmm. And, um, you know, we recorded those. We, we went in the studio and recorded those songs um, for the purposes of this of this movie. And then kind of like lost touch with these guys and like wondering if the movie was ever going to come out. And I said, I called, the, finally got the director on the phone. I was like, would you mind if we just put these two songs out on, on a 45? Hmm. And so we released a 45 record of Powerhouse and Living by the Book. Yeah. And then, um, and then uh, we just now decided to release "Living by the Book" as a digital single, and I think "Powerhouse" is probably going to be released in March. Nice as a digital single, so it's just us live in the studio jamming. I yeah, mean, we're, we're just those are like one take live, no overdubs. Man, you know, just rock, and it's and it's, it's little Joe just wailing on the guitar, Laura Gomez. Yeah, well, you I know. mean, it, it's it sounds it's cool. It sounds awesome for I mean, especially for live. I mean, that yeah, it sounds sounds phenomenal. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, you you just mentioned uh, Lauer has came into the band um, as the new guitarist. Yeah, he's been with us almost two years now, I think. And, um, um, what what has he done for the band? I mean, what 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 has changed? What has came? I mean, obviously he's a he's, phenomenal guitar player, but he's uh, a phenomenal guitar player and he's an amazing mu- musician. Mm-hmm. He 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 just like he's very musical. He he listens and he and he makes us all try to be more musical and, and you know. Um, he's he's just and, and and every night when we play live, he's just you never know what's gonna happen, and it's always just like it's really really great to be part of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he he really really stepped up um, on the new record. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, spe- speaking of that, new album. The new record is going to be called "Live the Love Beautiful." Yes, yes. And it's coming out. You ready? Ready. This is this. You are going to be the first person to officially know. Anything oh. about this? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Right? It's coming exclusive. out June twenty, June twenty first. June twenty first. Mark it down on your calendars, listeners. So, yes! there will be a pre-sale opportunity coming up probably sometime in March. Yeah. We'll start pre-selling vinyl mm-hmm. and CDs or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, with with autograph you know, gimmicks and colored vinyl and all kinds of cool, fun stuff like that. Very nice. Very but um, nice. yeah, that's that's it, man. We're we're locked in. We're locked in. That is June twenty first, baby. That is live awesome. the love beautiful. And that that's the first eleven songs produced by Aaron Lee Tasjan. Yes! That's the first full length, right? Since the Great American Bubble Factory. Yep, technically so, that's correct. Yeah, so that's it's it's been it's been a good while, and this was the first album with Lauer as guitarist, right? Yes. 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 We did that we did that powerhouse living by the book thing. Yeah. Um and we we also cut one of the songs on the album on that same session because it turned out better than the one we had cut previously in Nashville. We cut that session was in Charleston, South Carolina. Nice. So um yeah, um first first full length record with Lauer and it's you know Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you you mentioned you're on tour right now. Uh, you're actually touring with uh, Lauren Morrow. Uh, uh-huh. How how's that going so far? It's going great. We just played DC last night. We're uh, headed up into Pennsylvania doing Lancaster and Lan- are you supposed to say Lancaster <laughs> and uh, Pittsburgh and um, Philadelphia. Very nice. Very nice. Well, and then we're back down to Richmond. Um. But yeah, we're we're just we're rolling up here. It's getting a little colder. Not seeing any snow, thank goodness. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, stick away from that. That's for sure. You guys yeah. will be down in Florida 
on March 9th for the Alzheimer's uh, Music Festival in Tampa. So listeners, make sure you head out over to the, the west side of the state March 9th. They will be there. Very exciting. Uh, I guess I got one question left. Uh, how's touring now in 2019 compared to, say, 87 back in the day? What, what's what's different? Hmm. Um, we are, uh, you know, we were like DIY. We're, 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 uh, we're our own thing. I mean, we're, yeah. we're a company on the road. Yeah. You know, that's right. Kevin and I and our tour manager, Scott, do all the driving. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in a van with a trailer. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're selling T-shirts, we're selling hats, and we're selling records and CDs and all that junk. And, and um, we're, we're out here on the road. You know, it's like back in those days, we'd be in a tour bus and, um, you know, be on tour with somebody else or, or, or whatever. And um, there was a record company involved with tour support and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a lot different. And, um, and we generally just do weekend runs. We, we go out for three or four days at a time and, and go home. Um, this is a, one of the rare times where we actually stay on the road for an extended period of time. But, um, but next year, I think there's, there, there might be, uh, some package tours that we're, we might be on. I don't want to jinx those. So I'm not going to mention any names right now, but, um, there might be some, some longer stretches on the road. Yeah. You know, and it's okay to do that right now, man. Yeah. Very nice. Cause I mean, we all have families and kids and all that kind of stuff. So we're, you know, trying to keep it, keep the music going. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, we're out here with a van. I love it, man. Van and it, man. I love it. I, I can't, I can't wait for the new album. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Tim. Live the love beautiful. That's right. We are against a break, man, but I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Listeners, you can stream all of their music on Apple, Spotify. You can go to their website, www.drivingandcrying.com, and follow them on social media at driving and crying let's take a yeah, listen instagram all that stuff man instagram twitter facebook you're 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 everywhere you're everywhere yeah let's and take, that's where you get the news <laughs> let's take a listen to that recent release living by the book right here on the cool. g show
black is black and white is white. I turn the pages through the night. I cover down and turn around. No one here gets all
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard none other than driving and crying two songs. Two songs. One of those guys, I, I, I don't even know if you know this. That's that's never been heard on radio before. Oh my! We were the first one just now. The just worldwide now. premiere. Yes, yes, indeed. That dude, was. Dude, look at you pulling the strings, dude. Hi, I didn't even pull the strings. Oh, nope. master I, I didn't there. even mean to. I didn't mean to. Uh, what does that mean? Tim, You're so humble. Tim was just like, dude, you should play Powerhouse. <laughs> it's it's a new song. It's awesome. And I was like, I, I totally will. He's like, oh, by the way, nobody's heard it yet. I was like, oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah. A Doc G exclusive. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Thanks to Tim. That's awesome. He is not the crazy character from that documentary. Super nice guy. Super awesome. Uh, if you are in the Tampa area on March 9th, make sure you check them out. And then, of course, make sure you get their new album coming out in June. Make sure you do that. Uh, do it. Sir. Guys, are you ready for the last birthday suit? Don't mess this up, man. No, Wait, I'm not. What? I got this one. Cause I <laughs> you, say, at- you say what day they're born. You give us facts about them. <laughs> you never say the name of the birthday suit. After I screwed up the last one, I erased the name from the top of this one, so I couldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now, now, once you once you try to guess, I won't know who it is. I'm kidding. I know who it is. I know who it is. Okay. Born on February 13th, 1947 in Ch- old. <laughs> In Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Our birthday suit wearer attended St. Helen Catholic School. He played basketball during high school and ended up playing in college. He went to college at the United States Military Academy at West Point. He, co- he, he played under Bobby Knight. From 69 to 74, our birthday suit wearer served as an officer of the United States Army. Mm. In 1974, he was discharged as a captain, and he started coaching on Bob Knight's staff. After one year, he was hired as the head coach of West Point. In 1980... Coach K. K, K, Coach K. That is correct. Mike Krzyzewski. Yes, which is surprising, because... Dude, we both had it at the same time. You did beat me, though. Wait, what? <laughs> I beat you. <laughs> All you right, did beat so me. let me finish. She, in 1980, he was hired as the head coach of Duke University. He has now coached 38 seasons at Duke, won 1,121 games, five national championships, 14 ACC tournaments, and five gold medals, either as an assistant coach or a head coach of the Olympic basketball team. Probably one of the, well, not probably, one of the most accomplished, if not the most accomplished head coach in history. Coach K. He really doesn't. Up until like two years ago, it looked like he never had fun. Ever. Nope. No, even, yeah, definitely. Even, even when he won the championships in the 90s, he was just like, yeah, whatever. Just the, that, that subtle smile. Small smirk. The little smirk. That was yep. it. But now. Yeah. That side smile. I think some folks have loosened him up. I think, you know, the Zions of the world have loosened him up a little bit. He seems. He seems looser now. He seems a little bit freer now. I mean, he's still very, very regiment, very tight, but he seems a little bit looser now. Yeah! A little bit looser. Ho- hopefully he, he loosens it up on the old 72nd birthday. 72. 
72. It's going wild. Plus, let's look. The goat. Let's let's be honest. I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there. His hair's still black. What's that all about, dude? It's dude, really he good. Age. He is like he holding age. that up really well. What's that, what's that all about? It doesn't look like no sign of balding or is, anything. Is there is there just for men in there, Coach? Hmm. Is there just for men in there? Are we are we dying that? Is that a dye job? Some I'm spray. Just hmm. Some spray. Just, I, a little shampoo, black shampoo. Regardless, regardless. Happy birthday to Coach K. Uh, happy birthday, Coach K. Yes, indeed, guys. Oh my goodness, did we have a show? It was such a show, but we've got more shows. Oof. Claude is Tell Claude is gonna unload just un unruly NBA madness on us next week. Not only all over, us. not only yeah. that, but we've got Justin's friend, Mike friend, on the show. Yeah, yes, that is my friend. Pl- play the clip. Play yeah, the clip. <laughs> no, please, please. Uh, I thought we got over this uh, guy. Mike, Justin here. Booyah. F you. Uh, F you all. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. It, it still amazes me. I did not notice it while we were doing it. I don't know why I didn't notice how awkward it was. Because while it was we were doing genius, it. you a hole. It's true. It was <laughs> genius. That's true. We got both of them on the show. He's playing Nighthawks uh, uh, the day after next week's show. You got to be there in Jacksonville. And then the week after that, we've got Big Thunder and the Rumblefish, baby. What? Oh, shit. What a, what a February. <laughs> what a February. It is crazy. We're knocking out all the shows. All the I'm shows. excited. But until next time, I have been your host, Doc... G with me as always Justin Virgin Bat Evangelista so long farewell to you my friends yes, it's been a great hour oh and along uh. with Justin oh. <laughs> oh. Dave Burles Berlin guys ladies I didn't lie to you I told you it's gonna be the best hour of your day you're welcome it was as long as they didn't do something fun during that uh, that day. It was their, <laughs> it was the most fun hour of their day. Nonetheless, <laughs> until next week, guys. Zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah. <laughs>